Hi, welcome to Basically Amazing Podcast. Uh, it's Stephen here. I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened last week and sent me some brilliant messages. And I'm glad you enjoyed the interview with Dan. Um, I was somewhat taken aback last week as I got struck with appendicitis. So I was not um, in this place I thought I was going to be when I was going to launch the uh, show. So I did it from a hospital bed and I really appreciate everyone who supported, shared and listened and given me great feedback. Um, This week I've interviewed Jules from Binge Designs. Uh, You can check out what Jules does on Binge Designs com we have a really great conversation which you're about to hear we talk about it all we talk about again panny d um all things gay uh death becomes her as well so i hope you really enjoy uh this interview and um i will be dropping more episodes very 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 soon um oh i've also created a instagram which is basically amazing pod um you can follow me on there so yeah thank you enjoy Hi Jules, how are you? I'm good, thanks Stephen, how are you? I'm lovely and all the better for you agreeing to uh, join me today, I really appreciate it. Um, First, some of you who don't know, but you really should, especially if you're part of gay Twitter and I'm doing inverted (laughs) commas there, uh, Jules uh, is the creator of Binge Designs. binge they make all sorts of really cool uh clothing t-shirts uh mugs pillows greeting cards um and they he's very 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 good at um referencing some staples in pop culture that uh some are pretty obvious i think these days and then others which really got my attention um are even as a incredibly young man that I am, 39, uh, the references, I'm like, oh, okay, okay, good. Because, you know, when you're on Grinder and someone doesn't know who uh, Goldie Horn is, this is really a sign of the yeah. times. So, Jules, <laughs> thank you very much. Let, I know I've kind of said who you are, but why don't you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you? Me? Um, so, yeah, you're right. The the sort of the um, inspiration for Binge is very much sort of gay Twitter and gay culture and all those wonderful things that we loved when we were kids, but probably had no idea why we loved them. Yeah. Um, so that kind of um, subversive um, movies, music, art um that's always been my sort of biggest inspiration um and i've been running binge now for i think we're coming up to about six years now um i took it on sort of full-time as my full-time job about two and a half years ago maybe a little bit longer um and yeah it's been a very interesting ride from something that i started doing very much as a hobby to kind of make a couple of extra quid to suddenly oh okay this is my life now (laughs) so on, so what's your background? You've got a background in design, you know, uh, oh, well. Sort of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, this is career number three. Um, <laughs> uh, my original career was I used to work in film um, okay. and I was a film producer and I was creative director for Ealing Studios uh, and we made the Centrinians films 
um, and a lovely adaptation of Dorian Gray. Um, and I did that until I was, I've always been passionate about film. And I did that until when did the arse fall out of that? Probably about 2015. Um, when it turns out, if you make two very bad decisions in quite quick succession, then um, that's the end of that. <laughs> and I hit the magic number. Right. Okay. So <laughs> that explains obviously where a lot of the references uh, come, well, some of the reference come from and you started it off as a hobby uh what so you were just you're just making you're just making t-shirts and uh, making clothing what in the comfort of your own home like, yeah, and then yeah, you start to much. notice traction a little bit yeah so the sort of design part of my life like I've always been very into art and everything else I've never been trained in any of it but when I was working for reading studios we would have um a lot of films that were like on the slate of things we were going to make at some point, but yeah. obviously didn't have cast or any artwork. So I would always mock up these sort of fake movie posters for them that we'd have in Cannes and, and wherever. And so after everything kind of went wrong in film, I had a lot of contacts. So um, ended up designing a lot of different uh, movie posters for different uh, film companies. Um, so that was sort of where I honed my design skills. And then just literally to make a bit of extra money I um, designed this the first t-shirt I ever designed was for based on Scream Queens which is the Ryan Ryan Murphy R.I.P. yeah I know great first series we don't talk about the second one um, Nisi Nash and, Nash n- pure genius pure Love. genius Love. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis the ultimate Scream Queen of perfect um, and when that show launched it, there are so many you know great Brian Murphy silly one-liners um that i then went on went online and i looked so i'd love a t-shirt with that on it nowhere had one right because like, it's it, you know it was a niche show it was you know didn't have huge viewing figures um it you know at the time i was watching it kind of in time with america and so no one had even heard of it so i just i did this design pop art design of it myself and i put it on um a website i started on a website called society six which is a us-based site and I just stuck it on there because it meant that I could buy it wholesale instead of having to pay to get it printed here, which is more expensive. Um, so I did that, but it left it kind of in their marketplace. And I didn't look at my account for ages because I'd just done this one T-shirt. And then I logged back in to upload another one. And suddenly I'd sold like 50 of them. Right. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even realize that they were essentially for sale. Um, and you as the artist got a very small percentage of what they were selling. Mm. Um, and so from there, I just thought, well, you know, if I've made a hundred quid, maybe I could make a little bit more. So I started doing a, a series on Screen Queens and then it just sort of started branching out and, you know, the power of social media, I'd say the majority of my businesses come from social media yeah. um, and people, you know, like yourself, you know, will chat away on Twitter and then you might have a look at the website and, you know, tell your friends or or whatever. So it's sort of just steadily, steadily grown from there. Yeah, I think it was, I think it's really tapped into the fact that um, as a community, we can suddenly, uh, we can suddenly display our love for these, like I said earlier, these kind of niche, maybe somewhat sub-genre um, forms of media or TV, a TV show, like, you know, 
we talk about we can talk about the golden girls and in my mind everybody knows who the golden girls are but my mind thinks that because i am a huge homo and <laughs> and actually when i think about it it shared my mother's humor as well just like my love for dynasty so you know i would my my mum on a friday night golden girls was on and it was uh you know she would uh she always had a rabbit rabbit fur coat sorry this was the 80s so i'm apologizing but <laughs> she used to lay it down on the floor and then she would plonk me on the floor and i'd have to sit and watch and i don't know eat cottage cheese or something really dodgy or whatever what she just left me with to keep me insane and she would just put golden girls on in front of me but to have that suddenly to be able to display it, or if you want to drink out of it or just it just it kind of really just made you feel it, it was like oh okay it's it's really brought it to the kind of the, the forefront as well um mm. so you t you used your own initiative you saw what was gonna going on and you kind of you just you really just well would you say you hit the ground running how did your ideas kind of come out after that were they suggestions that were made to you or did you say okay i've done screen queens and actually i really love this as well shall i do that so, yeah, so it was a mixture of the mixture of two, really. Um, so at the beginning, obviously, it was just Screen Queens. And then I because I hadn't really been a digital artist before um, a lot of you know my stuff was like Photoshop based and, you know, retouching and whatever. And I sort of discovered this, you know, what became the binge style for like the first couple of years. Um, and I thought, well, if that works, why don't I try it with my other favorite films so like death becomes her is one of my all-time hands down favorite movies of all time yes can you find a decent death becomes her t-shirt that isn't just the poster on a on a t-shirt no so i wanted to i sort of got it into my head that instead of just you know essentially doing what say Redbubble does mm -hmm. um which is you know it's a lot of artists putting um you know the logo or whatever on a t-shirt and you can buy that t-shirt i wanted to make something that was more fashion so i started creating patterns with um different things different elements that i could find on the internet i then sit and i draw them um and sketch them out and whatever and then you know digitally manipulate them so that was sort of i think what first started to get it noticed yeah um and then as the sort of instagram and the twitter thing kind of grew um people would be like oh my god you've got death become so but why haven't you got showgirls and i was like well of course i need to do showgirls yeah um so then suddenly a little showgirls collection would come out um and then i've got a notebook which i right at the beginning i just kind of sat down and i wrote down every weird sort of niche thing that i've liked over the years yeah. um and different performers obviously drag is a huge influence as well um, mm -hmm. on the brand um and so yeah from there on i sort of i never really have a plan of what i'm going to do it's sort of what i'm sort of feeling at the time or something yeah. that's maybe had a resurgence or um particular artist or whatever and yeah it's sort of it it's very fluid there's never a well especially in the early days there wasn't very much a sort of game plan going forward no yeah and i guess the thing is now that you've got such a strong back catalog as well so we were talking before we recorded this we were talking well in my personal like in my i was saying about real housewives how i love it and i've loved it for years and years and then they've dropped a couple of seasons on netflix and there's all these new people that think they've just found it and i was getting i was 
I kind <laughs> of, I'm like, okay, welcome to the family, finally. But in that note, like, obviously, Death Becomes Her, I have it on Blu-ray, and I've had it on Blu-ray for a long time. One of my f- most favourite films. And and uh, I'm sure you're aware, well, you might be, uh, it only came onto Netflix on April the 1st. Mm. Yeah, literally the other day. So have you noticed that with, and I get, with the, uh, when things are then placed onto, say, a subscription or a digital space, are you finding that is then benefiting you because people watch the film, Madeleine Ashton is in their mind and then they're looking and then they're like, oh my God, uh, there's Binge, I can get a t-shirt. Is that, are you, yeah. fi- are you finding Yeah, very, you- yeah, you will, you will see an uptick um, on certain things or, definitely a lot of references like one of the the best way that ever advertises any of my products is when people wear them and they share them on their instagram or their twitter yeah so the instances of say people wearing the madeline i need to talk to madeline t-shirt that i've got yeah has got you know has gone up and people are tagging saying oh death becomes is finally on netflix i'm going to sit down and watch it but in my t-shirt yeah. And then that will then, you know, people be like, oh, wow, where did you get that from? Da, da, da. And, you know, you make a couple more sales out of it, which is great. Word of mouth. And mm-hmm. and that's, and I guess that's the good thing as well. I guess it's one, you, I, it, 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 this is when we love, we love, greed, we love, a greed, we love greedy. We love greedy because if they're like, well, yeah, great. You've done that, but now I want this. It's, it's, it's sparking interest. So you mentioned, um, what, you mentioned there about uh, drag race and uh, mm-hmm. performers. Now, have you have you ever had any grief? Well, how do you if you're ta- if you're using certain, some people some images like especially I more so much from saying it's about drag artists and I guess more with the I guess the American because I know you do work with Coco Peru, uh, who by the way, if you don't know who Coco Peru is. Lock off. Oh, look it up. Look now, Coco <laughs> Peru playing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Is everything. Um, yep. So, yeah, I guess that you have, you've, you've obviously got an idea and a respect for artists and their, their own name and their likeness. How, have, how do you balance that out? So you did the collab with Coco. I guess I what I'm trying to yeah. say is, have you, have you ever had any, fa- like any feisty, artists be like don't <laughs> even bother don't bother it's been well yes in a um so <laughs> yeah so in terms of uh the drag artists when i first started binge and it was a little teeny tiny baby company where i was selling you know three t-shirts a week and was mainly for my own gratification you know it was like oh i want to wear that when i go out this weekend um you know i would take inspiration especially from a lot of drag race girls as the companies got bigger and I've kind of expanded my portfolio, um, when we got to All Stars 2, I did, an, I did um, a collection that actually at the time, because again, this is how, how many years ago was All Stars 2? Probably, well, we're on All Stars 6 now. It feels like so, a long time. I think it's five years. I think it's five, five years yeah. because they just uploaded Alaska reacting to Reggie Rowe that's it that's it um so sort of drag race wasn't the the huge massive thing at the time like those queens they had a piece of merch but they never it were only it was only ever stuff that you could buy at the shows yeah so at the time there was um you know the like alaska saw the t-shirts and loved them 
um, Coco Montrese, love them. So like whenever they would comment on them, I'd then get their information, I'd send them one. Yeah. And then they take a picture of it. And it was great. And it was all very supportive. As the company's got bigger, and obviously drag's got bigger and the spectrum is much, much bigger, I've I don't do anything I don't do anything unofficial or inspired by any of the drag race girls, any of the drag performers. Everything I do now is completely official. Yeah. So I I met Coco uh, at an incredible show. She if you if you don't know her, look her up. If you do know her, the next time she is in the UK doing a show, you absolutely have to go because she is the most wonderful storyteller. She's yeah. hilarious. She just is honestly one of the best drag artists out there in the world right now. And I was very lucky at the time that um, through someone I knew at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, they were like, they're doing a meet and greet. Um, do you want to come and meet her? And I was like, oh my, I would absolutely love to, to meet her because I've respected her work, not just like from YouTube, but uh, she's in a fantastic film called Trick. She's got a wonderful cameo yeah. in uh, Tu Wong Fu. So like, I've been a big fan for a long time. Iconic scene. And, uh, yeah. With the, I said to uh, her with the, with the cup. Yeah, oh, yeah. Every, everything. So good. Yeah. So good. And, you know, that, that was also improvised. She just did that in, she did that in her um, audition where they had to walk a runway. And she was just like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. And had this uh, disposable cup in her hand and just scrunched it. And then she got the gig, which is great. Um, and yeah, so I was very lucky to to meet Coco, and I was wearing some uh, something very bingy. And I said to her, "Look, I'm a huge, massive fan. You, you know, you have merch, but I would love to design a collection for you. You know, it's not just your face on a t-shirt. I want to do um, a fashion range for you." And she was amazing. She immediately said yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's been a lovely relationship that her and I have had for like the last three years. Um, and she's, you know, she's a she's a joy. And then off the back of that, you know, Coco gave me a, a lot of credibility in the in the drag world. And so since then, I've done official collections for the Vivian, um, Crystal, Blue Hydrangea, um, and now that has led to a much bigger collaboration, which I will tell you about in a minute. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, yeah, that, that that's really interesting, actually. That uh, yeah, because I feel I feel like we're watching the nature of the of the beast. Uh, you know, going from All Stars two to where we are um, now. And I spoke about this uh, in in previous interviews. I talked about you know UK drag race because the last I was speaking to my friend who's book who does bookings for the clubs and stuff, and just saying about the future of the UK drag scene and. I don't know, like we can see that these elements of the US are coming into drag race. I don't know, it's, as, a, as a spectator, it's going to be very interesting to watch these mm. girls or however they identify in and out of drag or whatever, mm. uh, how they navigate this because I feel like this, um, I don't know, it's just, it's, Everyone thinks the UK and the US are exactly the same, and they are not. When you look at reality no. TV, when you look at everything, we are not the same. And I feel, um, you know, the way that it's produced, the, the way that we tell stories. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to kind of watch how the agents here and the management teams are going to, mm. what they're going to guide these girls uh, through and stuff. So, mm. but well, it's yeah. Sort of, it's, it's 
it's been, we're in the golden age of drag right now. You know, I don't think it'll ever get bigger than it currently is. Um, wow. It'll get more, I think, I think it will get more commercialized and it will become, well, you know, we've all, when I say we all, I mean the entire world has complained about season 13 of Drag Race because it has been overly long, overly produced. Um, and, you know, it started on New Year's Day and it only got its finale this weekend. And I just, yeah. you feel that all of the contestants in America now, and that's not necessarily their fault, it's the way that the show is cast, it's the way it's now it's put together, they all show up because they will want to make a million dollars. Yeah. Whereas if you think of Drag Race from, you know, seasons one, two, three, four, five, and six, I'd say up to Bianca Del Rio, it was, you know, yes, there was a, a prize of up to $100,000, but it was just a way really that, you know, you could travel the world a little bit. But I remember seeing Bianca Del Rio in the black cap in Camden mm -hmm. um, with 250 people. And I saw Willem there, I saw a door there, I, you know, you saw every Jinx, um, you know, you saw all those people and it was just, you know, they got a nice little trip to London and made, you know, a couple of thousand quid. Whereas now, you know, you look at after Bianca, she's selling out Wembley Arena. And it's like, I think yeah. these, the, a lot of the cast coming onto it now are like, I want, Bianca, I want Bianca Del Rio money. I want Trixie Mattel money. I want Katia money. And it's like, because there are now so many episodes of Drag Race, yeah. like as we've, we've had so far this year, we've had UK, US 13, we've got Australia, which starts next week. Oh, then I'm... we've got all, then, <laughs> then it's All Stars 6. Yeah. Um, then there's another season of UK plus Canada plus Spain plus Holland. So if you think that's you know there are over probably nearly a hundred queens coming out into. They said there's going to be an episode on one every day of the year, every week of the year. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this rumor and alleg allegedly, mm -hmm. when you talk about US, the rumor the rumors are is that they're looking that they're going to they're going to change the US format to basically an American Idol format mm. to yeah which i actually <laughs> think is incredibly clever because it's less work rue gets less shit mm. um yeah it, and the pub the public completely will decide who their queen is i think it would up the prize money for them and i think mm. all the other franchises will just still hearken to the good old days and i think that's mm. a pretty clever um way to move it uh forward i don't know if i think it's if it would work but then i do think well i guess if all of those 10 year old kids have voted for the one they want it may reduce mm. some of the grief uh but they get but yeah we won't get the bib the bibbony bomb uh what was it bibbony bomb backlash that poor Lawrence got after he won. Yeah, and you know that that's, but mm, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult, and like you said about Australia, I am very interested to see how. I don't know how to say that. Well, yeah, I'll just say it. I'm very interested to see because we know the drag race audience is very young, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the one, the one, the, the, uh, in my mind, the trolls are really young. Yeah, the trolls are young. Pretty like, much ever, anywhere and everywhere says, where they come for celebrities. Yeah. The says, yeah. Fuck you, if I can hate you, die. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and I don't think they will understand how diff 
even like this is the difference what we were saying about different uh pop culture so just as much as us pop culture and the uk pop culture is very similar or reality australia whole different level. oh com- yeah and australians when you're over there and i don't want to offend anyone from australia by the way it's not complete <laughs> but the general programming when i was there yes it's kardashians um you will get geordie shaw it's one of the biggest mm-hmm. exports over there so that is their biggest uh, version of uk uh their own version of love island and they have married at first sight but mm-hmm. there is a uh i think there's going to be a lot of teach i don't know if there's going to be teachable moments because they there is slang mm. that is used in Australia that means different words, especially yeah. in the US. And yeah. Oh, definitely. It's commonly said over there. And even today, Courtney Act posted a video of the chief of police going, Australia's <laughs> not racist, all lives matter. <laughs> and yeah. So I, and it's, as soon as I watched that, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit worried because because even Holland's avoided that, and Holland still has a, a holiday where they all do blackface. I can't remember what the holiday yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. But Holland still was... I loved Holland, by the way. But, um, yeah, I'm very... Again, I, I like to see... I'm, I'm such a voyeur, only in this respect, <laughs> by the way. But it's very, very interesting to watch, and I kind of... I'm wondering how the producers are going to edit and navigate that show with a duty of mm. care, because we know i i don't know i just i'm not i just i just don't know yeah. because i think it's going to be interesting because i don't know compared to so obviously there's rupaul's drag race us rupaul's drag race uk this is drag race down under so what we don't know is whether this is directly produced by wow who obviously do uk and us or if it's a license that they've paid to have, they've paid all that money to have RuPaul and Michelle come over. Because if you look at Canada and Holland or whatever, they are not produced by World of Wonder. They are licensed by World of Wonder and right. Canada and Holland I've, were very different shows and Thailand. It's a, it's a different show. They buy all the, you know, the, the shade rattle, the music, the this, the that. It's obviously got to hit a certain number of RuPaul references an episode, blah, blah, blah. So it will be interesting to see Rue in a show that he doesn't maybe necessarily have full control over compared to what he does in the UK and the US. Oh, he does in the UK. Well, I don't know. His husband's Australian, isn't he? Yeah, and they, that's and why I, he's always wanted to do it. Yeah, and there was... Uh, it, made, it made Australian... God, it made Australian uh, Congress, that Congresswoman complained to the yeah. Australian Congress because <laughs> Sydney couldn't pull their finger out and it, went, it had to be produced over in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So again, there in itself, Australian government did not see think that it needed to make a massive queer program. There in itself, yeah. if you, I've, yeah. Look, I love the place. I've got some best friends over there. But for me, I was totally, totally like, oh, okay, this is a vibe. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, definitely. But we will, we digress. We, we'll sit well, we've digressed. I think it's kind of interesting because it, it is something there. And I and I guess with the UK drag girls, you've been they've you know they've seen your body of work, they trust in you, and that's amazing. You can you've 
it's still it, it ties in and gives you uh traffic to your site and then people absolutely and do other things so you've mentioned you've got a new project i so, do which is plug, also plug, drag, plug. <laughs> which is also drag race um but it's i'll say that again um so yeah so it is also drag race i say adjacent it's probably actually like it's next door neighbor um so i in the last couple of months have been starting to work with another website called dragqueenmerch.com right who is run by the wonderful bible girl 666 i have heard yes mm -hmm. Amazing. and basically um what zach bible girl um set up years ago was he saw the the gap in the drag market for properly produced merch um and so at the time he then went out and got all those original rue girls who are now you know the number one drag queens in the world yeah so you know they represent will they represent alaska um they do katia and they also do trixie and so we have formed a partnership and this is this is an exclusive for you Ooh, uh, <laughs> effects, yeah i still work <laughs> um but we will have a brand new series of collections coming out for trixie mattel um over spring which oh, for me is insanely exciting because you know i've always loved trixie um we've we've released our first two collections for katia in the last couple of weeks yeah um just it's really exciting to be working with you know two queens who are so at the top of their game um they know their business model they know you know they're they are businessmen and businesswomen all you know rolled into yeah. one as well as being drag queens so to get to work with kind of that that will be it's sort of the highest caliber of, of celebrity that i've managed to work with in an official capacity yeah um which is really really exciting and to be able to work with you know new images from them and even just to have for me to have high res images to work from Right. is a treat <laughs> oh, okay okay you just got all technical there well <laughs> high-res images so you mean that you oh so these are basically exclusive images that have been taken for to be placed on for your what you're going to produce yep. that's so exciting yep. so when will that be out or and um when are you going to announce on the good twitter so it's going to go i think we're officially going to announce it in either a week or two weeks uh, yep. depends when the the samples arrive um but what's also really exciting is it's not just t-shirts can't tell you any more than that but there we've branched out we've taken some risks is it a flash and... line <laughs> <laughs> i just suggest one of those for willem <laughs> um, um you might see a jock from willem at some point um <laughs> but no we've um we've gone proper but fashion with it which for me is is super exciting oh, okay. um and we'll be offering products that i've never done before oh that's amazing oh congratulations mm. and you Thank also you. uh you before we spoke uh when we were setting this up you showed me some images of uh, a line that you've come out of uh mm -hmm. t-shirts is it is it vests as well yeah it? uh it's t-shirts and crop tops <laughs> Well, every T-shirt is a crop top to me at the moment. <laughs> to me at the moment, so me too. With this M&M peanut body I've got going on. Uh, well, okay, that's cute for the, yeah. for, the, for, the, for, the for the children. And, uh, for yeah, the children. Tell, yeah, tell us a bit more about that. 
Um, so the collection is called uh, Words Reclaimed and it comes from, I don't know, I've in lockdown and over the last year, I'm sure we've all had a, a lot of time to think. Um, and also I've been very separated from the community, which I'm normally a big part of. Um, for the last year, I, I left, I had to leave London because um, I just couldn't afford to, to stay there. Same, same. Yep, which is fun and games. Um, so, you know, I haven't been to a gay venue in nearly a year, which is which is nuts. So I, it got me thinking a lot about the community and, you know, with the, there's been so much discourse about what names are appropriate and the way that people have been saying things in the media that have been very offensive and, yeah. and whatever. So what I wanted to do with this collection is to put those words and slurs that people have been offended by in the past yeah. on t-shirts in order for people to reclaim them. So like the sort of pinnacle of that, I think I think it's queer is, is such a evocative word for some people. Um, yeah. And I, I personally identify, uh, queer identifying, um, I think that bridges the gap between my sexuality, my community, my gender, yeah. my, you know, all of that. I think queer is a very great encapsulating thing opposed to just gay or whatever. So I started off with, with that and it's grown at the moment. It's on, we've got uh, six designs. There's queer, friend of Dorothy, fruit, um other ones fairy um and then homo gotta have homo um yeah i know what gave it away oh, i think sorry. that big pink from the pink flamingo behind you on your hey gave I'm, it away. On, I'm on brand i'm on brand. my surname is actually <laughs> pink as well i don't and i've <laughs> and i like i only will tell people anyway but anyway so yeah but I, what i want to i just so, want to stay on t-shirts for a while because this is so i think this is so good good and and it's great and i do and like again it's we've been stuck in lockdown we've been stuck indoors a time to pause that just rhymed didn't mean it to and <laughs> the i think we've a lot of people have been able to stop and watch the world go on we it's been a was it unprecedented times in these mm -hmm. oh god if i ever hear that word ever again <laughs> <laughs> but it's um and it's interesting about these words because like what you said, for me, the word queer, um, I don't have a problem with, um, I don't actually have a problem with any of the words. Now I have a problem if someone calls me some of those words that I don't really want mm -hmm. to hear it from. I will call myself, um, I'll call myself a faggot if I want to, I'll call myself. And I know I've got friends, they, they're like, well, I'm just a gay guy. Uh, uh, and then I've got a friend who's like, yeah, I don't mind being called queer. And then I think the interesting thing is when we've got, uh, we've got demographics where they remember those days when it was a, a slur. There may be people that, mm -hmm. and I think that is some, that is an interesting conversation to, to have. Uh, but again, in what I imagine, what I think here is, is if I was of the age where, okay, we don't know. Someone may well have been, had been victim of being of a hate crime. And at that time mm -hmm. they were being called queer, faggot, whatever. And, you know, and then 20, you know, 20 years later, they're seeing younger uh, queer kids wear these t-shirts and it might just mean mm -hmm. something a little bit different to them. But I mm -hmm. would love to think that, 
oh, well, I hope that, you know, you can be grown enough in that moment to at least to look, because that's how I feel. Um, mm. You know, I've, I think I'm, a, I'm like a bit of a fairy gay father. Do you know what I mean? I've got a, <laughs> um, a very, very close uh, member of my family um, who is trans, and that's all I will really say because it's their business. But ha- yeah. ha- having th- having that uh, so close to me, but then also witnessing this generation, mm-hmm. you know, poly, poly, polyamorous. Uh, anyway, anyway, I'm, yeah. like, I'm sat there going, okay, okay, cool, and like, yeah, do you want to meet? My, this is my. This is my. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't, I'm like, <laughs> so there's four of you in a relationship, and yeah. I'm I'm sat here eating Ferrero Rocher off my stomach. Okay, work great. Anyway, um, yeah. it's just see and then kind of just seeing the, the that beauty of 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 the of youth being brought up under a roof where they are able to express themselves on who they are, which irritates mm-hmm. me a bit about the right and the fear mongering they do because what they don't understand is if you just give a child and and, and a non-judgmental space to decide what they want to be they may well mm. change like uh bleep has changed mm. their name like we're on like maybe the third name now yeah it's not a big deal they're finding yeah, it's fine. They're, fi- they're, they're finding an identity and that is i changed my fine. surname you know i changed my, my i wasn't yeah. born a pink <laughs> revelation but i changed my surname and i did that as part to reclaim back my identity i found out i was adopted Mm -hmm. at a very late age and my nickname Mm. was already pink because i was incredibly masculine and uh (laughs) very very (laughs) and was just doing all of these things it was like we'll call you pink but it was so i understand this and it's always it, it was like well that's who that's who i am in this moment that is who i am to everybody around me kind of it feels right and i've gone with that so I yeah. think that's really it's really great that you're you're doing that and kind of giving when does that launch? So that so it's sort of soft launch at the moment, the t-shirts are available. Yeah. But what I the thing that I really want to do is at the moment there are these six words um, or phrases on these t-shirts. I want other members of the community to give me their words. Right. Because there are certain words that, you know, I I am a gay man. I do not think it's right for me to put dyke in this design on a on a t-shirt right it, that is not that is not my word to reclaim but if there is um a member of the community out there who is interested in the project and everything else and they want that on a t-shirt yeah. i will do a design for them um and put that on a t-shirt for them um yeah. so the sort of the campaign at the moment is that if you see the campaign you want to get involved um take a, a selfie with you and a piece of paper with your reclaimed word on it the oh, word that you word. you know would have would happily describe yourself as send it to me um tag in binge and whatever and then if it does become a desire i'll send i will send you a free t-shirt um because i want to i want to grow this as a collection yeah um so your moment it the moment it's six i would love it to be 106 designs at some point um, and ten percent of uh, every sale is going to go to the LGBT Foundation, um, who are a brilliant British national um, organisation, who help everyone from teens to get um, LGBTQ uh, plus elders, 
Um, they help, um, you know, they have drug programs, they have housing programs, they do a lot, so much work with trans people. It's like they're such a, a really great all round uh, organization. Um, and I want to be able to sort of give back something more to the community at the same time. Yeah. Um, which is sort of what I wanted to do with uh, the It's a Sin La t shirts that I, I brought out when that was kind of the only thing that any of us could talk about. Well, I've got a revelation. I've not watched it. <gasps> no, I've not watched it. Wow. I, I, I've not watched it. And it's because I, I wasn't ready. Because yeah. I consume a lot of media. And mm-hmm. I, like you were saying, we've been in a lockdown, we've been navigating things. I, I left London, I still love the place, but you know, at first it was all cool, I was doing my thing. Then I realized I was like, okay, London's dead, there's no work, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. I'm a person of a certain age. Well, I just, I'm just past the minutiae, you know, I was living with, you know what it's like, I was living with one mm-hmm. person, yeah? I was past yeah. that phase. I've done living in Clapham with six men gay men um, yeah that's exactly where I, that was exactly my situation <laughs> you know i've done that i didn't want to go back to that one thing i noticed in lockdown was you know especially in the summer i was like why is everyone working on the streets like i was walking through yeah. like hackney and i was like oh my <laughs> yeah, god that, that's her office because she's got nowhere else to go like and i was like yeah. no no absolutely not i haven't got time for that so i just was like look i'm gonna move away and but yeah i with it's a sin i I just, have you ever heard, right, have you ever heard of um, the document, we've talked about Australia, this is probably to mm. explain a little bit of my side eye of Australia, there's a documentary, um, I think it's called Dark Waters, mm-hmm. oh, right, so I watched Rings, this, yeah, yeah that, so there's um, an adaptation of this show on Netflix, and then there's a documentary, it's on Sky, and it's about the murders of gay men in the 80s in Australia, mm-hmm how they were murdered. Uh, This is such a a mood kill. But (laughs) my point is, it's about a spate of hate crimes that were done, well, and in Australia, they're called Cruising Ground Beats. And it was about men that had been found dead. And it turned out that the killers, the killers were school children Mm-hmm. because they had learned from their parents or the government that it was that being gay was illegal so they could get away with it and it was undercover policemen which the police mm-hmm. force are still trying to deny but anyway i was in i was nearly i was nearly in bed for two days after that that was like literally last summer. i was i was i was heartbroken mm-hmm. and like i was like because i was at home and with It's a Sin, I I really want to, but I was like, do I want to watch it on on my own? You know, I I don't know. I know I need to watch it. I love all of the rest of Russell T. Davis's work, you know. Um, and which one is it? Is it uh mm. yeah, in Cucumber? It's, in Cucumber with oh god, with that scene where he goes crazy. Oh, with the golf with the golf club, yeah. yeah. The gay yeah. panic. So I I guess. I'm gonna watch it. I've got one of my best friends. It's like, come on, come on! And I'm kind of, I'm coming out of the out of the woods yeah. now, so I know I'm gonna do it. But yeah, so you're not, I, you're not alone. I know a lot of people who just haven't, they ha- they aren't able to watch it yet, because mm-hmm. it, you know, when it came out, when did it come out beginning of or end of January, beginning of Feb. You know, we just sort of had the most boring 
you know depressing Christmas and you know the weather was horrible and whatever and I think when it came out and when everyone realized how devastating it was because they obviously released the box set like I watched it the first night it came out and I watched all five yeah um back to back until three o'clock in the morning um I woke up the, I woke up at like six seven o'clock the next morning in tears like I actually yeah. woke up in tears because it had been so sort of profoundly devastating um I probably also needed that cry uh yeah <laughs> after the last year um but yeah you know and I think when a lot of people do hear that they're like oh, I don't think I can don't think I can watch that like but you would you know one day you'll be like no I'm ready now it's a bit like Schindler's List I didn't see that for 20 years and then about I don't know 18 months ago I was like you know what I've never seen it and I think I'm okay to watch it now well look I didn't even start Game of Thrones till we were on season six <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I've, I'm on, I'm of, and even, and it's ironic, you know, it's binge. I, ironic, we are in the world of binging, as you know, as we speak. Mm-hmm. And I, that's where the name comes from. Well, there we are. And to tap on that, I am sometimes I'm like, do you know what? I don't want to watch it yet. I'm not going to jump into it right now. I like to kind mm. of stagger some things. I'm like, I don't have to just grab it right now. But um, so there, the last year for you. Uh, for all of us, mm-hmm. how, oh, we're nearly, I think, I I think we're getting at the end of Yeah, it. I think so too. Uh, yeah, I think we, it, it might not be, it might not be June, but it, but I think it might be August. And, I'll go, yeah. I'll, and how, how are you in yourself? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, up and down, up and down. <laughs> yeah. God, it's just been such a weird year. Like the, you know, to obviously going from living with a house with, in a house with um, five other men who I was very, very close to and, yeah. and whatever, to suddenly sort of being on my own and um, sort of not being able to go, not even go and do anything. I'm, you know, always been fine with my own company, but to not even be able to go to the cinema and see a movie, like, yeah. You know, or the you know, I go to the theater all the time. Not be able to go. I haven't been to the theater in a year. Streamed it all, yeah. but I haven't been to it. So it's been, it's been interesting. Like when the when it first all kind of kicked off in the March, I'd been expect I had been sort of preparing for it when I could see what was happening in China and whatever. I just remember saying to my housemates, "When you come in, just make sure you wash your hands because yeah. you know this thing is in China. And I do think it's going to get here." Um, when it all sort of kicked off, the obviously the uh, bottom fell out of the business completely. Supply um, chain for the supply chain is that right? Or, no, for uh, well, su- supply chain was really difficult because obviously lots of places to close that to stop trading. Yeah, um, but also you know people were panicking mm-hmm. about not having any money. So you know buying a, a funny whimsical T-shirt with Madeleine Ashton on it was very very low down the totem pole when people were you know fighting over toilet roll in Sainsbury's. Um, oh, God, you... so it, there was a it was a really scary moment like when you suddenly you'd gone five six days and no one had even bought a card mm-hmm. you were like oh shit okay what's plan what is plan b what if this all does go horribly horribly wrong <laughs> so where, where where did you go where have you where are you now where are you now Jules where, where am I now? now um so I'm 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 very lucky um I'm just outside about an hour outside of London yeah. uh in Buckinghamshire so it's you know lovely countryside um you know I'm I'm not 
complaining about any of that. It's that's been a, a real blessing because I think if I had stayed in London, I'd have gone a bit mad. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so when it all went horribly wrong, um, the only thing that I I really wanted to kind of get out there was to start doing um, the masks because it, you know the government at the time were like, oh, masks don't make a difference, blah 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 blah, and you know I did my research, I looked into it. And I was like, well, they really do. You know, they don't, they're not going to stop you getting it, but they're going to stop if you do get it, passing it on to someone else. So I, I'm lucky. I have a very good relationship with my um, printer in London who make all my clothes for me. Um, and I rang him up and said, look, I really think there's some, there is, we need to start doing something to encourage people to, to wear masks. Yeah. Because um, I think they're really important. Um. And at the time, his like the head of his sort of sewing department, his um, dad had just died of COVID, oh. um, which was very sad. And so he, you know, instantly got behind it. So we got a prototype out and whatever. And I said to him that there are all these other companies that are starting to bring out masks and they're 15 pounds each and you can't do this. I said, we need to work out a way that we can pretty much do them for cost. Mm-hmm. And then whatever we sell, um, will donate money to the NHS to kind of help with some sort of relief. So between him and me, he was um, printing masks and giving them to people in need, to a lot of homeless people. Um, He was um, sending those out to, um, and he gave 5% of every, you know, wholesale thing into that. Um, And between us, I think we raised about 30 grand for that. That's amazing. And it was brilliant because because it encouraged people, you know, to wearing, I've not, I've throughout the entire pandemic, I've not worn a single medical face mask. Yeah. Um, you know, I've only worn my, you know, the ones that I designed. But, you know, when people saw them, especially at the beginning, when it was all a bit of a novelty, um, people would smile, you know, when, at a time when we couldn't smile at people. Yeah. Um, people would sort of see what you were wearing on your, on your face and kind of go, oh, well, that's fun. Yeah. And so the mask thing genuinely like really saved Finge because people would come and buy a mask, but then they would also come back yeah. and buy, you know, one, once that kind of tidal wave of, oh God, this lockdown isn't just going to be two weeks, it's going to be six. Oh God, it's gone on for two months. Um, those people remembered yeah. that, you know, this is where they'd got their mask from and they had some fun stuff and whatever. So I'm so happy that i've gained this whole new customer base yeah um off the back of it who you know from after that have been incredibly loyal and you know have come back time and time and time again yeah because you know at the time i made sure that people kind of got their masks as soon as they could because people were worried and you know the i had a wonderful customer who had a um, son with down syndrome and he just wouldn't he wouldn't wear a mask so she mm-hmm. said look it's a long shot but would you design something these are his favorite colors and da 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 and I said, yeah of course absolutely so did that sent the mask and it's the only mask you'll wear so it was so cute but it was so nice because those people have as i've tried to support them they've come back and really supported me yeah and you know without that you know i would have had to i was on the verge of having to shut the business you know and this is why you were one of the people on my list that i always want to talk to <laughs> and i've said it before i've had this list um i've had this list of people for about 3 4 years i've wanted to do this i was going to say we we spoke about this ages ago honey demons demons <laughs> demons like and i was only in my own way and i just i just was like right you know these i 
I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I'm still figuring it out, but there's, I've always, I just watched, you know, I can watch people doing, I call it hustling, like navigating themselves <laughs> way through their life. Um, and, you know, watching you and watching it grow and then watching the respond, I just admired you and I admire, and just in itself, that story of how you would give back to the NHS, you know, I, I really do want to commend myself for still being a great judge of character. So that can be on the, on the well record. Well done. Yeah. Well, well done, Mick. Yeah, well done. But well yeah, done it's, you. it's such a, <laughs> no, but truly the, just that that whole ethos that you've got in yourself and i guess even during that the pat the panny d for you to even, yeah for you to even think like 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 that still i think that that really just show who your your core as a person and i think especially i um, we've noticed and what we've had to wake up to as well is we as we present on the outside we are white gay men and i'm going to use i said mm-hmm. inverted commas there because you can't see what i do because i'm doing one of those <laughs> you know as you know i'm saying uh, that's how we present to some others yeah. we can look intimidating i've had to accept this and not let this i do not let this threaten my own ego that i can look pr- uh, intimidating to someone mm-hmm. else within the community until I yep. maybe engage with them in a conversation, you know? Yeah. I do not let that, I do not get afraid of toxic, toxic masculinity. I'm not going to get upset if anyone tells me about my white privilege. I am there to listen and I get mm-hmm. it because I am able to think about times in my life and I'm like, hmm, well, that hasn't happened to me. That doesn't happen to me. And I, and I, and all I can do is just be there. And I think that's just really great that you, um, that you, yeah, that you just some that you want to. I'm trying to, oh, I'm blowing smoke up your ass, and that was the whole point. <laughs> this is partly what I'm going to do and always will do. But I just think it's there's nothing wrong with being with people saying thank you or to people uh, acknowledging the work that you do. So let we've we, actually one thing one thing that i just want to touch on and it's mm. just come to my mind actually have you had to deal with how have you dealt with or have you been oh, you might have not been, you might have been really fortunate social media and watching people i feel like it's been amazing watching the paths that certain people have took down the, this pandemic um whether they have become anti-vaxxers they're completely anti-lockdown or because they're anti-lockdown we've watched certain we we can watch just because someone's got some sort of ideology it suddenly has opened up a floodgate for them to be completely taken down the wrong road yeah. the road that they think is right which i will say have yeah. you had to have you had to deal with that during this last year have there been people that you know and then you're like okay uh, yeah yeah it's like the whole social media and it's everything i think especially the last year has become trickier and more of a minefield yeah um because people are spending you know, te- I've, you know, you get that horrible thing come up on your phone saying, this is how many hours a day that you spent. No, mine's yeah. like 11, which is <laughs> awful. 
Um, well, what app though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, not, I've not been on that app for a year. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think people, because of the pandemic and everything, they are very angry. Um, like I've looked at some of the behavior from some, you know, we have invented the Karen in the, in the last year. And I, you know, had to speak to a few Karens who have not been happy with certain things they may have received from binge. Um, and you look at these people and you just go, why are you so angry? Yeah. Why are you so like, honestly, I, I understand we're all angry. I've had, you know, three or four very tearful, shouty outbursts about, you know black lives matter and people aren't listening and yeah. you know trans lives matter and all of this and you just want to yeah. scream at people um so it's it's in you know social media everyone can come come at you and say whatever you want to say like talking about the, the it's a sin um last t-shirts i was giving a percentage of the profits to terence higgins trust mm-hmm. um because i didn't want it just to be oh you just want lara in a t-shirt great i'm gonna make a lot of money out of it yeah. Um, I wanted to give something back, but I had people coming and calling me an AIDS profiteer. And for what? someone who is, yeah, you know, I've campaigned and raised money for years and years and years for um, for that. Um, and people many other, uh, someone that I knew. No. Someone that I knew, they, came, they yeah, they came into my DMs and they had an absolute go at me saying they thought it was disgusting and, you know, oh, I know that you do pop culture and this and that, but, you know, I've, especially with that t-shirt which i think the reason i found that outburst quite upsetting was that the reason i did the t-shirt was that the the moment when they they say la to each other about the whole show yeah um you know it was suddenly becoming this thing i do it with my best friend now whenever i see him um i'm talking on the phone we'll start with la you know just as this thing so what i wanted it to, to be was like a secret code that in this time when we can't see people and we can't see our friends and everything else if you're walking down the street and you see someone wearing a laugh t-shirt they're probably either gay or they're an ally or they just watch the show and so i've had the i've had people tweet me and tell me like oh i was walking down the street the other day in my laugh mask um and walked past someone else in a laugh mask and we both went laugh as we walked by complete strangers yeah but like that's what i wanted to create with it it wasn't like you know i did make money out of it yes i did i'm a business at the end of the day uh, you know, I did raise money for Terence Higgins, but I also wanted to give that to to people. Yeah, because it's fun. That's what I'd like. You know, if I was wearing a laugh mask and someone laughed at me, I'd be thrilled. The thing, <laughs> the thing is, this is the disconnect that people don't get, particularly uh, people that complain about um, us being visible. They don't. And to even ask why, well, why do you need to wear? Why do you need to have la on a mask or? It's like, well, don't you get it that the fact that mm. something simply just to have the courage, even even for me to have, even, I know if I walk out the house and I've got Goldie Horn on my chest, mm-hmm. I look. You're amazing. gonna get but exactly. <laughs> I I still I'm like oh okay I'm a bit I'm I've got, I'm I'm a bit prepared now I'm a I'm more of a um haggard uh thick-skinned gay gay guy so I'm you know I'm a bit more rough around the edges you know someone calls me something I'll go and and what mate and what yeah thank Come you on for then. No, thanks for noticing 
Yeah. Combat- combative is the word. Aggressive. Yeah. But <laughs> I, and, you know, so, you know, when people want to go, well, why? That's just so weird that they'd be like, you're profiting off that. Sometimes, yeah. you know what? It's just, we are in a space where we can, like I say, we, we grew up with these references. For a lot of these, mm. for a lot of people, we would watch this stuff and we didn't know why we loved these characters. We didn't know why we loved Mrs. White in Clue. Yeah? Yes. Oh, my God. Why? Like, at six, your seven years would, old. Your mum would put it on and walk out the room, yeah? Your dad would probably be just reading the paper or not even there. And then you're watching yep. these moments. And for me, Clue was one of... Um, it was one of is one of my favorite films. Mine too. Yeah. And um, just you know, I used to be hysterical with flames side of my the flames on the side of my face. Yeah, and, and, and I did. And did you know? And I can't. I can't remember the real actresses' names. I can't remember. Mrs. Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn was Mrs. White, and who's Miss, Mrs. Peacock? And she's in Private Eileen, Benjamin Eileen. as well. Yeah, I, and she's also in uh, Pippi Longstocking. Um, Eileen Brennan. Right. They hated each other on set. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yes, yes. And Eileen Brennan was a drinker. Yes. And they, <laughs> they hated each other on set. And I can't remember who the original actress was going to be to play Miss Scarlet. It was someone else. But it was someone, yeah. Yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. And it's just so interesting to like know about these things and I knew Eileen Brennan from Private Benjamin because mm-hmm. uh my favorite yeah like anyway yeah. I <laughs> but Goldie Hawk my, my now I realize I was kind of fortunate my mum wasn't exactly she's she's finally being gay but my mum was mm. a pretty gay woman as well Dynasty mm. or Dynasty, however you want to say. That's when I really noticed what you were doing because I was like, "Oh my God, there's Joan Collins here!" And for me, um, Joan Collins, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, mm-hmm. um, are probably two of my most uh, role and I icons. And do you know what? Once in <laughs> once in therapy. Which is not a bad thing, by the way. It wasn't a bad. It's a great thing. A therapist said to me once, "Do you know why you clung to those? Why you cling to certain people in film? It's Mm. because you identify with like the person. I can't what they call it. I don't know what they call it when you when you have a favorite iconic character or you identify with a Mm. certain. They they think they talk about it a lot within comic books. So you'll find people Mm. that love Jean Grey." Uh, they really identified like maybe with the story of the phoenix blah 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 blah, whatever mm. you know and we love an anti-hero but um yeah. so death becomes her showgirls as well uh, mm-hmm. do you what have you not done what have you not uh. done yet and actually more so for the fact that it is more that you you think that really there is there aren't enough people. You're not sure if there's any other people <laughs> out there that would know. Mm, I think um, there are certain things I haven't done that I get asked to do an awful lot, and the reasons I don't do them is just because they don't, you know, as Marie Kondo would say, spark joy with me. So something like, you know, all respect to the Real Housewives. Yeah, I've never seen it. 
I'm probably never going to watch it. Um, just because there are so many, there are so many of them. Stop it just feels like it. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, no, I, 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 no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm nine seasons into Below Deck, so like that's my housewives. Um, so there are some things that I, I haven't done. Deck, I've so. only. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, I've only ever done one Mariah Carey thing because she's just not really my jam. But so <gasps> many people ask for her. Just, yeah. Just, just, I'm a, I'm a Celine. She's my diva. Oh, okay. Um, yep, yep, yep. Um, so, but what on. haven't I done? Yeah, there, come I on. Keep... There must be something you want. You would do. You, okay. The one that you would do, but you you would just make for yourself. And you because is there just one that you're like, okay, I'm going to make this one for myself. Uh, I don't know if there's really much of a market, not the market, but a love, a love for it. Like, I actually, I've got. There are two. I've thought about doing recently and they are so they're so niche like so few people have ever seen them okay um, I'm gonna really hope I've seen them <laughs> so one one I think you might have because it does star Coco Peru she's in Trick yes uh, it's a beautiful film by Jim Fall yeah um I love Trick I think it's it was one of the only really positive gay films to come out of the 90s that didn't involve the AIDS crisis the um you know it was a it was just a joyous, really fun film about two boys falling in love in New York. And I remember seeing that film and it having such an effect on me. And when I started working with Coco, I spoke to the director, Jim Fall, and I said, I'd love to do a range for Trick, but there are just, there aren't any photos out there that are decent enough quality to kind of work from. Yeah, because it's so the I bathroom would scene, isn't it? Where yeah, she's where yeah. he's in, in the toilet and and Coco gets yeah you don't want it you, yeah and you don't want to get something in your eye because it burns mm. um, <laughs> um so I would I would love to do something from that at some point I'm sort of teaching myself some new techniques at the moment so I'd quite like to draw like do an actual painting of it and turn yeah. that into some sort of pattern but because that would take such a long time it's sort of that's backburnered yeah um because yeah you know I've, I've got so many other projects on the go at the moment She's so and then the other one <laughs> and then the other one is um a film that was just out last year it was a tv movie um that was directed by peter page who played emmett in queer as folk usa um okay, and i've known, I've I've known peter for, yeah i've known him for a long time i met him got the well at the cardiff film festival yeah. when i was 20 um which is a long time ago now um and he wrote a film called say uncle he just recently directed this film called um the thing about harry and it's this super cute tv movie that was on freeform in america that is just it's every rom-com that we watched when we were teenagers and we were you know 12 13 you know the 10 things i hate about you that she's all that you know completely inconsequential rom-com but we never had one that was about two gay boys and this is that film that if i was 10 or 11 growing up now and i found that film i would not stop watching it and admittedly as as a 37 year old man got how old i was then um you know i've seen it about eight times (laughs) do you know what though like from what i was saying earlier like we say this at 10 or 11 do you know what they're all doing they're all playing fucking among us and watching, <laughs> yeah. and watching, and watching people eat plates of seafood. 
on YouTube. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, they don't have an attention span anymore. No, I'm going to watch someone play the computer game I want to play. Yeah. And, anyway, that, and I, I only do that so I know how to cheat. But yeah, I mean, me, too. Cheat, me too. Strategize. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So I look, it's really weird because I look, I, I really wish I, I, I failed. I failed as an interview here because I should have pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> I should have pulled out my, uh, my DVD collection. Right. And mm. I actually, I'm going to show myself up here. Have you done Footballers Wives yet? No. And, the, and it's on the list. But part of the reason I haven't done it is, again, there are so few images out there for it. It's not been remastered. But, I've got it on Dutch no. DVD. <laughs> I've got it on regular DVD somewhere. <laughs> yeah. In a box over there. And I rewatched um, it during the, during the pandemic. I think I'm at season four. And I was oh, just, God, when it gets really crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes, so that makes sense. Then. So this, it's not that you, you don't want to. You just can't. Because for me, Zoe mm. Lucker. But surely yeah. you could reach out to Zoe and she's got something in her wardrobe. Because, Bab, I like, look, Bubbly's in the fridge and then mixed with, you could, have you, I know. Have, come on, she <laughs> she must have a white pantsuit and could just do something for you. I'm going to write that down. So I'm going to put it on my list of things to do tomorrow. We Reach need to, to hashtag Zoe Lucker. Like, yeah. do you know what the internet would break if her and Layla Roos just dressed up as <laughs> yeah. them and did a short video? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just do it on Zoom. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, the din di dynasty. I don't know. Do you say dynasty or dynasty? Dynasty. Dynasty. It is a dynasty, but I think I call it dynasty. Yeah, it's, yeah I, I yeah. myself. They did a they did a <laughs> Zoom reunion the other week. Good, did they? Yeah, hosted by Emma <laughs> Sams, uh, who played Fallon. Was the yeah, second Fallon? Second Fallon. She wasn't the first one. Who got abducted? And she got abducted by aliens. Um, yeah, and then when she came back, she was different. <laughs> yeah, they always yeah. were. But for me, um, yeah. and then they've just announced the Jackie Collins uh, documentary, mm. which I looked at the other night. Yeah, I can't wait um, for that. And, you know, people love Joan Collins, but even in itself, if, if you watch The Stud and The Bitch, now, mm -hmm. if you, oh, you could now, yeah, now if you watch, um, if you watch The Stud and The Bitch, and you want mm. something like, as what I would imagine, you're watching um, It's a Sin. So they give mm -hmm. you a, they're giving you a version of 80s London, isn't it? In that scene. Yeah. Now watch The Stud and the Bitch and you will see 80s London. Now you will see West London a bit, but you see the end of Disco. Um, mm -hmm. I think she she's in this, um, she's in these underground nightclubs. With yeah. neon, I think there's a lit up dance, and she never really <laughs> wants to. She never really talks, but that is a uh, that's a really fun film to watch, especially because it was filmed in London at that time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And really, the only what I can remember of London then was either the scene was happening, or you were watching things like oh, what was the one with Judy Walters where she was Michael Caine educating Rita. Oh, educating Rita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. London was never really, um, it's a really interesting film and it's like about two mm. quid on DVD, but. Yeah, I haven't seen, I've, so, I've seen it, but I haven't seen it probably in the train. It's literally like, <laughs> And uh, that outfit, 
the outfit. Yeah. Oh, the outfit. Yeah, it's classic. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yes, yeah, so that's that's really weird. So I what about that? Go on. Yeah. So what? Else, so what else? Have, what else haven't I done that I should be doing? Oh, do you know what? I I know this isn't very professional, but I'm going to pull my drawer. <laughs> I'm going to pull my drawer. Um, okay, so let's look. Um, oh, well, that's, I've just got Dynasty there. I've got Lily Savage. I've got League of Gentlemen. Yeah, see, Pauline, League of Gentlemen. Pauline Campbell-Jones. Adore her. I don't know how I can translate her into fashion. Well, she's not, is she? She's not. She's not. So that's the... That's the one, like, how do I do? I've thought about League of Gentlemen quite a few times. It would be stationary. It would just be stationary. <laughs> yeah, just Pauline's pen. Pe- yeah. Pauline's pen, <laughs> Pauline's notepad, Pauline's mug. <laughs> I think uh, League of Gentlemen would, then they'd really sue me. Oh, <laughs> I've, had a couple of cl- I've had a couple of close calls with um, certain people over the years, which everyone's seen on Twitter. Have uh, they? Uh, no, I have. Okay, recap me. Can we talk about this then, if it's public knowledge? or? Um, yeah, um, so there was a certain, I won't name them, um, but there was a certain diva um, who actually, you can see her behind me, um, who uh, has had a very long, fantastic career. Um, and I did a range celebrating her new album that was just coming out and that where she was yeah. singing another group's songs um Ugh, and... yeah <laughs> sorry I, uh, I adore her but yeah um and it was yeah it was a very interesting um 48 hours when it went from oh my god i i love what you're doing i really want a t-shirt to i'm going to murder you uh, <laughs> but I think she it wasn't just you though. I think she, um, I think it was a, an, an illustrator as well. Oh well, she she falsely accused this illustrator, Luke, Luke um, Thornhill, who I yeah, mean, yeah. We follow each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, who I've I've worked with very. We've did one very small charity collection together. So so lovely. He's I so good. I, yeah, he's an absolute sweetie. Um, and I don't know where she got his name from. I don't know mm. whatever, but she sort of rubbished him and, and rubbished yeah. me um on twitter and it went on for quite a while um like back and forth um yeah that was that's been my sort of hairiest hairiest moment because there's what I, what i do is that there's, i'm not doing anything wrong yeah. um but if someone you know has, feels a certain way about it and they don't like it i of course will you know take the designs down yeah um but you know that's that's kind of the price you pay when that's the pitch you're playing on. Is that right? Oh, well, I, sounded, I sounded really butch then. You know, everyone's talking about football. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, it's just the name of the game, isn't it? Yeah, it's just uh, the, it yeah, it's just, I, just I, sort I, of I, a bit of a bit of offside. Yeah, the, well, the next section is is we're going to talk about the Super League. Not, <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't I care. Don't, I don't even know what it is. I saw something about. I was just like, this is not for me doesn't involve Tanya Turner. So what's the point? I've always said, well, you know, I've always said, everyone, like, oh, do you want to join a gay rugby team? No, I'm going to stand on the side no. of oranges and work out <laughs> yeah. who's the captain, who I'm going to set up <laughs> with a dead body. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which one are they married to? Because actually you don't, need to, you don't need to murder them when they're married. You just fucking join onto them. Mm. You know, I love a COVID <laughs> throuple. 
which <laughs> god there are there are so many at the moment um okay don't want to sound negative i've literally i'm 20 was it 25th of june i'm like okay let's see how happy we are on the 26th because i've got the feeling <laughs> yes. i'm gonna see insta stories of <laughs> a few people living a life on Saturday and then suddenly couples or throuples or quadruples mm-hmm. or I don't know, small units um, will suddenly be taken off the grid Ovens. no longer yeah. be there. And they'll be like, I've just really wanted to get back to me. It's been a really exciting time. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So there was, there was her. I don't know why I did Her. That. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. That was my Silla Black impression. Um, so who, anyone else, anyone else give you grief? Um, one I can't talk about, uh, for legal reasons. What about girls allowed? What's the drama there? None. Girls allowed? Yeah. Have you done girls allowed? I'm so bad. No, I haven't done, I haven't actually done girls allowed. And I thought this... you were like, oh no, like they, they were like, oh, have, have I not come for them? This is podcasting um... because I only for, don't think you've done it because you haven't. So yes, I have done it. <laughs> Girls allowed. Sure, surely, surely. Uh, I love girls allowed. Um, I've done. I've done. Uh, I did a Nadine um, parody T-shirt, which was um, um, a picture of her passport. Yeah. Um, with yeah. Gemini written on it. So I did that one. Um, yeah, I haven't done girls allowed. There's there's a very odd thing with Cheryl Cole that you're not allowed to photograph her. So, yeah, she has some very strange super injunction. Leave her against out. Against... Put <laughs> Cheryl Hole in it. That would be even shadier. <laughs> Cut, crop, crop her out, put Cheryl Hole on it, and then everyone's like, where's Cheryl? And you'd be like, well. <laughs> She's there. Just a different one. Yeah, like, not being funny, <laughs> but uh, ask Cheryl. It's a, it's a bit difficult, though, I guess, though, with the mute. But then it's not. I I've got uh, actually that makes sense now because should we say I've got a girls out t shirt, but it, it's in the mm. st- style of Guns and Roses. Oh, see that's awesome. So it's drawn, but they've got their sk- mm. skulls, which I don't know if I'm going to be able to wear. But, well, that's the yeah I know. <sighs> that's I, the that's another re- that's another reason I haven't done anything. I guess I yeah. Think it might be slightly poor taste. I always get a bit worried when um, when someone does pass away that I have that I have stuff on my site that is of them because people do suddenly start complaining at me I'm like but they were already there it's an existing oh thing. yeah I get well yeah but I don't know what I always wonder about is you sometimes just think what makes the person where's it what, where's this person like say coming from so like you said you get an angry Karen and you're like why are you so angry okay mm. um that was I've only got the bottom there. Oh, beautiful people as well. But I thought that I've just I've I've just rewatched it, but quite a niche there. Quite niche. Um could you name an iconic image from it? I only could when she says as you were, as you were. Yeah. And I, you... so quotable, but it's sort of because it was normal people, it wasn't like gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. Like my you know, lit the Linda t-shirt that I did. Um, way back when is still still selling and people still love it yeah um you know she's such an, an interesting looking person whereas beautiful people as much as i love it and i love the writing i don't think it looked i don't think there would be an image that you could show to someone 
that had never watched the show yeah and then go oh i i don't know what that is but i recognize that picture right if yeah. that makes like whereas you know you could have goldie horn as private benjamin on on your t-shirt yeah. people will still know that's goldie horn they might not necessarily know the movie but so on the note of goldie horn and i think this is a really good way you know we We'll come, to, we'll come to an end very, very shortly because I do want to talk about Death Becomes Her. Oh, yes. So just for a note, have you heard about the remake? Yes, the and I don't want it to of, happen. Right. Okay, so let me present this to you. What if it's not a remake and it is just a, an additional story where it's it's the, the, the potion still exists mm -hmm. and it's just two new characters, but they hate each other and they get given the potion and yeah. Meryl and Goldie do a cameo yeah. in it. Yeah. So they, at they some point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm totally that, that I'm fine with. Yeah. Because death, death becomes a, is such a weird film structurally. Yeah. It's completely bizarre. Yeah. Um, it has like two first acts and then a really long middle act and yep. then a and then a teeny tiny finale where you know nothing really does get resolved and I think it's a bit like Clue I think it's it's such a lightning in the bottle yeah. film and Clue is like that Clue you know has the, the droll sense of humor and the way it was directed and the music and the you know everything else Death Becomes It also has that um, I think to remake it you would ruin it. It's like the Witches, the Witches remake they just did. Which was directed by Robert Zemeckis, by, who directed exactly. Death Becomes Us. So Death Becomes Us. The, and the only good thing I thought about that, A, Morgana Robinson was in it. Oh, my God. Yeah. What about Morgana T-shirt? Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert. Yeah. Um, but the only thing I really what noticed in that was the performance he got out of Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. So I was like, a really I, bad one. Oh, I, I thought she was. Did you not think she was? I, I hated pretty much every minute of that film because I have such a love for the original. Yeah. Um, I think I just I don't know how you could ever beat Angelica Houston in that role. Like I'm, I don't know how she wasn't Oscar nominated for that role. Yeah. Because it's so far away from who Angelica Houston was. Yeah. Whereas. I felt the Anne Hathaway was Anne Hathaway doing a bit of Angelica Houston, a bit of something else, a bit, it didn't, I didn't feel there was any truth to it. Right. And that kind of went through the whole, the whole film for me. I didn't like the resetting of it. I didn't, um, I didn't like the, how they changed the story. Um, it's, I don't know, it, to remake, to go back to say Death Becomes Her, to remake that film, mm -hmm. re, an actual, an actual remake, not a soft reboot or whatever i just i think would be the biggest disaster because you would never it's a 90s film you know it's such it's the 90s i is like my one of my favorite decades for film yeah. because we had these bizarre high concept very adult films marketed at kids like i was yeah. probably six when death, i was 92 so i was six when death becomes her came out and I remember going and seeing it at the cinema and just thinking it was brilliant yeah. and absolutely loving it. And telling, I remember telling my straight little boyfriends 
of like, we went to see this film, Death Becomes, and they're like, what's it about? And I was like, well, it's about this movie star, and she takes this potion, but then she falls down the stairs, and then she comes back to life, and there's this, and then she has her friend, is, yeah. her friend gets really fat, and then she said, and you're like, what? What is this? What is this movie? It's like a, it's like, well, I think it was originally a Twilight Zone episode. Really? And it uh... got, yeah. It was there's something like that, or it was pitched originally, originally as a Twilight Zone episode, well, and it just the, yeah. The bonus material on the Blu-ray is pretty, uh, is pretty rubbish. So that don't also even get me started. Yeah, so that also says a lot because there isn't a lot now, and I would love to hear Meryl and Gold because I I don't mean to be rude, but if Meryl can do fucking Mamma Mia too, <laughs> I can. Even as a ghost, they can at least do. Some, but then I've always thought that about First Wives Club as well. Yeah, I've always yeah. thought I didn't know why. For, you know, and they were all ready to go as well, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to make a sequel to it, and and it no. could, it, and it and it could of really because I think. But yeah, you're 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 right. So, wait, so we'll stick on Death Becomes a First. So yeah, mm. I the only way I can see it happening is is it's a similar story. It won't be as good as the original. But mm. there's room for it. But I just, I don't know how you do that frenemy thing now between two. I don't know if people would be like, mm. why are you pitting successful women against each other? You know, yeah. What you know? Why would well, you? I think it's do yeah. That? It's a yeah. I think it's it's a get. It's a hard tone to to master. Like you look at something like say Bride Wars, that really bad. Um, Kate Hudson movie with is that Anne with Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go, another Anne Hathaway turkey. Um, you know that for it, they were so mean to each other, but on the guys of being nice people. The great thing about the becomes is they're both terrible people. Like Helen, less so, but Helen becomes a terrible person. Yeah. Meryl is a terrible person. Um, <laughs> Madeline is. Yeah. So you just you enjoy. You're like, well, they're both. I love I love characters with murky morals that I'm still like. Oh well, you know, if you're being horrible to everyone and they're being horrible back to you, I'm kind of okay with it. Like it's it's sort of fun to watch. Um, Did you see Jinx and, just... and Ben de la Creme do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drag, yeah, drag becomes her. It was, it was so much fun. Yeah, and actually, and actually, that would probably be a good way, maybe a way to do it. That would be, I would probably prefer to watch two drag queens that hate each other, <laughs> yeah. and then they take the potion or something <clears throat> like that yeah you know because there's a, there's a there's a world where you can bring the story back because those potions they still exist you know lethal is still somewhere but would it be um, lady gaga yeah. now that's <clears throat> not a lot maybe of, a lot of people um would want that of her they, they think that she would be the replacement for isabella rossellini i don't yeah. know so much if she would mm. um yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. It, it's it's it can sit where it it can stay where it can stay, and I do mm. you it know. Is, yeah, yeah. I I like it where it is. It's the same as with the Clue remake with Ryan Reynolds wants to play Tim Curry. I'm like, no, leave it alone. Go back and watch the remake of Rocky Horror Show they did for Fox. It's horrible. Never seen it's, it again, for that reason. Don't, don't. Like, just go back and watch the original, because the original, they don't date because they were already dated at the time. Like, Death Becomes Her is a really old-fashioned story. Yeah, it's just and the only Clue thing that they, well. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So those those films, the only thing that dates stuff becomes are the special effects because as it gets 4K'd up and up and up, yeah. Oof, God, you can see the joints now because we, you know, because we know CGI, we know what CGI looks like. Yeah. Whereas at the time, we'd never seen someone's head on back to front and you know holes through people's stomachs and you know that line will always make me laugh. Is you know, look at me, I'm all wet yeah. as the you know as the water drains out of her. And she's got no idea. And she's like, there's a hole in my I can stomach. see right through you. And through you. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's so quotable. Will, will, will a remake ever be that quotable? No. I don't, you know. Okay, so we're keeping, we're keeping so. Death Becomes where it needs to be. I think, you, I think you're, yeah. I think you're right. Unless, unless it, I think, unless maybe, no, no. I think it, you're right. It, now talking it over, I when I heard because it was going the rumors were it's going to be Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. They no. were going, they were no. going to do it, but you know, I just, I just don't know because Kate Hudson's last film was that uh, Sia thing, the thing which I've not. Oh seen. God, don't even, don't, don't. So I would, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to stay away from that. Um, so yeah, then so like, and so we said like. Uh, First Wives Club as well, mm-hmm. and you know. Well, they're and, meant to be coming. They're meant to be coming back to do a new film together, and I think it's for Disney. I think. I think that is the best thing. I just think mm. a fresh story with gold because Diane Keaton has spat out so many films. But <laughs> I think after doing the Politician, is it the Politician? Yeah. yeah. I, I only watched season two purely for for Bet, and she <laughs> still got it. She still. Yeah, she's amazing. She still ignites the screen, and I. But I mm-hmm. thought it was Hocus Pocus they were coming back to do. They're doing. There's a Hocus Pocus two. There's a Sister Act three. That's in. That the reason I think Whoopi's had to pull out of the that weird London production of Sister Act she was going to do, right. playing a very old Dolores. Um, the reason she's had to pull out of that is I think she's shooting Sister Act three. But right. then there is there is a there is a script and I can't remember what it's called, which is. Um, Diane Keaton, Goldie Horn, and um, Bette Midler, and it's nothing to do with First Wives Club. It's just the re, you know, the reuniting of the three of them. I can't wait for that. That'd be great. Yeah, I think them all in a film like the book, you know, the Book Club, or you know, the like a Grace and Frankie or something. Just put them to put them back together again. Yeah, Diane doesn't really do a lot of Diane and Goldie aren't really doing a lot of TV. Bette is suddenly. Mm venturing back into it. but Goldie I get the sense that she I don't know she's doing she retired of, she's doing a lot of charity work isn't mm. she she does a lot of um, yeah, yeah. children and stuff um mm. I, I worked with her a few years ago uh on this is back film days where she was going I was producing a very small film and we were going to have her as a cameo and actually, she was, we got all the way down the line with it. And she was like, you know, I'm just so busy with all the charity stuff. That is literally her life now. Mm. And she's only really come out of retirement twice in the last 10 years. She did the, that film with Amy Schumer, which was now good. Uh, yeah. The get- Getaway get- or Kidnap. Or- yeah, I didn't mind it for her. But, you know. Yeah, it was nice to see Goldie Horn again. That was you know, I love the, the Banger Sisters, though. I liked yeah. the Banger Sisters. I didn't. But that was her last film, so that was she oh, retired right. after that. Okay. And so, and she's only done, I think, 
that Amy Schumer train no not train wreck whatever it's called yeah um and then she just did the Christmas Chronicles too because Kurt you know her husband's in it and why not but then um, that, that, that I think is a good sign I think that's because he's having a bit of a renaissance as well mm. so but then it just really does show that the, the male leads can have a renaissance but the but then that's just what I think Hollywood doesn't bank on them so yeah, they, oh they no, not at all. Women to get... see them, but the yeah. scripts and everything isn't there. But that's interesting. So we will we'll see. You know, Disney Plus is definitely they they're gonna they're gonna throw a lot of money at these people. To be fair, because yeah. you know they they want to dominate. So it will benefit us. I think we will get these yeah. uh, stars back on our screen. Let's just hope <laughs> it's in a positive way hope so and then but we'll we, get loads more binge binge t-shirts out of exactly. it exactly we need we need loads more and it's quite a lot of it at the moment is a lot there's a lot of i'm a complete geek i play computer games but i'm a ps4 uh, uh comic boy geek as well so for me all of these superhero movies that are coming out and stuff uh i can't ever really imagine a binge um couldn't you design uh, a Hero though? Which one? Today, could you just design your own superhero? I um, could. I don't know if I can be bothered. <laughs> I don't know where it is. That would be a good superhero. I'm yeah. bothered. Actually, hang on. Hang on. This isn't for the podcast. It's just to show you what I think about it. I this do... is the power uh, of unbothered. So that's me as a superhero that a fan did. Okay, that is that's pretty cool. <laughs> That, 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 that's, I love I love that. The, yeah, it's amazing. For the note of the yeah, audio, means... the picture was completely not explicit, so it's fine. <laughs> right, so, yeah, so we'll hope for that, and let's just hope that um, Secret Cinema, have you heard of Secret Cinema? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Secret Cinema, if you're ever listening, which you may probably won't, but if they do, they need to do Death Becomes a First Wives Club or something, because the Moulin Rouge was, oh, in, in the Moulin, I did. I went to the Moulin Rouge one four times, and it was, it was yeah, just as amazing each and every. Like I had a completely different experience on all four times. It was insane. Yeah. I think when when she came down on the trapeze, I think I weed myself. <laughs> but that's age for you. Um, anyway, listen, Jules. I we've it's been such a pleasure having you on, and thank you so much. It's been and lovely. Just to recap, because we've where can people find you? pay for you buy you what's your cash app what's your venmo <laughs> what, where, where you can are find you uh you can find me everywhere under binge designs so it's bingedesigns.com and then it's twitter instagram i'd say tiktok but i don't understand tiktok i'm too old um it, I, there is a yeah talk off exactly there is a there is a binge designs on tiktok but there's no content on it so don't follow me there okay well, <laughs> well thank you so much Jules all right and that's been uh, a pleasure yeah thank you